couple of con artists are forced into work with the FBI. A cargo ship gets invaded by Somali pirates. After being diagnosed with AIDS, Ron works the system to get non-FDA-approved drugs to others afflicted. Ryan is stranded in space. Theodore and his operating system become involved. When Woody mistakenly believes he's won a jackpot, his son begrudgingly drives him to claim his prize. Martin takes on a human interest story and a Catholic convent. Jordan's rise and fall in the hedge fund world. And Solomon is abducted into bondage. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 2013. And the Oscar goes to... 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 Twelve Years a Slave. Mego. Craigo. Okay, so let's just... We're going to just do this. We're going to do it right <laughs> up. No fun you, banter back and forth. We're just no going to tell banter. you guys what happened. We're going to tell you what happened. This morning, 12 o'clock Eastern Time... 9 a.m. 9 a.m. On a Sunday. We uh, recorded a podcast, and then immediately after we finished, and I, I'd like to point this out to, we're going to bring him in in a minute, but uh, this is one of the first podcasts we've done with a guest in literally years outside of your husband and um, our Clayton friend, Davis. Clayton Davis. Megan finishes, we finish, we sign off. And she texts me and she goes, that went great, right? Also, half of it's not recorded. <laughs> I said, uh, and she said, yeah, uh, I, I think I accidentally didn't press the record button hard enough. But do you have it recorded? And I said, I have my, I record my stuff locally. Which really, we no should, way- we should fix that. We should do a fail safe. Although I say that, and I want to point out, I've never done this before. In how many years did we say we've been doing this? I think we did do it, but it was just like a brief thing. Like we missed. Oh yeah, like one, one time the batteries died, and we didn't realize right away, and we had to re-record like ten minutes or something. I think. Okay. So this is worse than that. So anyway, so if it seems a little stale, if the first half of the podcast seems a little rehashed, um. It's Megan Murphy's fault. Nope. I'm looking at our guest and I know that it's not going to feel like that because we're, yep. it's going to be so like we've really distilled what we want to talk about and we've really like gotten to the heart of the matter and I feel like we're all comfortable yeah. with each other now and so it's going to be so great. So like it was like a pre-screen. Is mm-hmm. what it was a pre-screen. Oh. My hair is washed. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. awake and alive and great. I want to introduce the world to Jonah McMichael. My dear Hi, friend. Anna, welcome, welcome to the podcast for the first, second time. <laughs> I have an unsettling sense of deja vu right now. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, right? So, weird. so um, I've already said this. You guys have both have heard this before. But basically, I had said to Megan, I was like, do you want to do 1942 or do you want to play the 2013 card at this point with it in mind that once you play that card, you cannot play it again 
this year. Like you don't have anything other than 1940s films. And Megan said, I want to do 2013. Hopefully I'll be dead before 1942. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I made a great joke about, about me being in the casket and it, and Craig said it could be a clear casket. And I said, I want it to be clear on the bottom so you could see dead ass. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. And then and then I said that I was going to edit that out of the podcast and you had not recorded it. Nope. <laughs> you had not recorded that joke and yet you have still repeated it. I got it in there. I got it in there. Jonah. Just as funny and weird the second time. It's just as funny and weird, right? Is yeah. it hitting for you, Jonah? Is it hitting yet? It's good, right? Well, it's, you know, I got a dress rehearsal, so now we can do this for real. Yes, now already I can tell. See? Jonah's more comfortable. We're Lucy Goose. Craig's drinking a beer. He wasn't going to drink a beer at noon. Stella Artois. What is this? The Sunshine Theater? It, do you remember that on Houston? Yes. Is that not still there? Had, well, no, they closed it, but oh. they always had the Stella ads yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. It was a life I wanted to, to live. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> here Let's we just go. Dive in, Let's we're dive di- in. We're diving in, but can we just say right up top, because I think we said this last time. I, or yeah. Jonah and I, and I think you did too. This was a, a good year for good year for movies. Movies. And I think definitely Joe I think all three of us said that like we enjoyed these movies more than I think that we thought we were going to. Yes. yes. Yeah, I had seen all of these before, actually in 2013, right. and was interested to do this year because I had seen them all before, but with the exception of 12 Years a Slave, I don't think I'd seen a single one of them a second time. Right. So I was curious yeah. how my opinions may have changed. And in some cases, they changed for the better, and in some, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. I think, I think uh, 12 Years a Slave and Her are really – or and Captain Phillips because we had done the Tom Hanks pod. I'd watched the other ones before we did our decade list. But like most of these, yeah, were uh, fresh revisits for me as well. So let's jump into – American Hustle. If you see me frantically looking to the side, it's just to make sure that we're still recording. <laughs> Great. Great. And I have news. I have news. A, we're not going to do it a third no, time. No, we're not going to do it a third time. I have news. We are. Great. The mic is hot. Great. The mic is on. Yeah. Okay, sorry. American Hustle. I just don't think I like David O. Russell is what yeah. I want to yeah, say. Same. Yeah. This movie is exceedingly okay. And I and I said and I want I think it's better than I liked it more than the first time I saw it. This was I, I this was one of the movies that I was like not excited to revisit, and uh, it gave me stuff to look at at least. The costumes mm-hmm. yeah. are awesome. The soundtrack is banging. I find Jennifer Lawrence so immensely watchable. It's like just that. It's it's. She's such a she's such a light. Uh, she's she's so magnetic. You you know why she's a star, but like in the beginning they say a lot of this shit uh, actually happened, and I think that somebody they he thinks it's a way more interesting story than it actually is. It's really yeah. not. Yeah, it's for a movie that's about a con. It doesn't have the payoff of like how slick it was and how they pulled one over. It's just sort of like wah, wah. yeah. It doesn't seem yeah. like that crazy of a story. Like cons mm-hmm. got cons get caught, and then they have to work with the FBI. Like then they have to turn informant. It's not that. It's not that There's interesting. Just, like you keep waiting, there'll be like that big, like Ocean's Eleven, like crazy, like this is how we pulled it off, and then it's just 
there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, th- I also think part of that's because, um, this is such was like a David O. Russell mashup movie. Cause it was like, did you like silver linings pay- playbook? Did you like the fighter? Well, we've got the four stars from the- those two movies and we're putting them in this movie all together. And you're going to love this too. And maybe Robert De Niro will show up for 10 <laughs> seconds at the end to say hello. <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't like this movie at all. I think it's uh, I think it's so much worse actually for me than the first time I saw it, um, and it's just because for me it just seems like Scorsese karaoke, and particularly in a year that has a Scorsese movie, it really stands out that it's it's just someone trying to, uh, you know, do their Goodfellas, do their Casino, but without. I don't. I think David O. Russell is a perfectly serviceable director but he's not a special director. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when he's trying to do Scorsese, it's like, but you're not Scorsese. It looks good. It sounds good. It's competently made, but it just doesn't yeah. deliver on the promise of the premise. And yeah. I don't like that. You know? Yeah, I agree. Like I, I, that was my big takeaway was like, it's super stylish. I love the looks that they're all serving. And Jennifer Lawrence kind of runs away with the movie, even though she seems too young. To, she seems like she's playing 35, but she's yeah. 22. Which I but, think, I mean, I know she's Christian Bale's, like, younger wife, like... But she seems he, like, like a teen bride. Girl, like, yeah. I mean, she doesn't have to have been. Yeah when, did she, yeah, when did she have that kid? That kid's, like... I don't know. It's, and it seems insane that, you know, it was, like, sort of a horse race between her and Lupita Nyong'o. I think Jennifer Lawrence won the Golden Globe for Supporting Actress over Lupita. comedy, though? Was it a different... Oh, no, there's only the one. It's supporting. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, insane. That's but crazy. Yeah. And it was one of these things going into it because I like Jennifer Lawrence, but I was like, we're not going to do this, are we? Especially we're not going to like give an award to a woman who's playing 10 years outside of where she's supposed to be a white woman. Yeah. Nonetheless, over like the sort of transcendent, like black woman in a discovery role. Like, yeah. yeah. But this was, was this the year after Silver Linings? Like she had just won an Oscar? It was, yeah. Silver Linings was 2012, so. Everybody was just gaga. People, yeah, that's what it is. People just had, and I get it. She is cool. Like, I want to hang with her, for sure. She's the best part of the movie. Yeah. I have have somehow gotten on um, my Instagram slash TikTok, I think because I watched, like, one snippet of an interview with her when she was doing, uh, well, we won't say the name of it. We're not going to, we're not going to pan to the studios right now because we're on strike but when she was doing press earlier this summer i watched like one interview so now i get fed interviews with her all the time and they're all great like i don't mind because yeah. throughout her career she's just been a very she's a great interview she gives so, good interview yeah seems like a fucking yeah. gal yeah she does Which also is actually the- also part of the reason i think i don't like i i get what we're saying about her american hustle but i like seeing her play more herself yeah and mm-hmm. this is such a character that i'm just like i actually She's a movie star, and I never, I, I don't mind spending time with movie stars. Like Christian Bale is a character actor, yeah, that can mm-hmm. carry a box office. But you know, like Julia Roberts, Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, you don't mind that they always always seem like that person because you want to be around that yeah. person. They're, they're not disappearing they're into a role, yeah, in the same yeah. way, yeah. Also, the scene uh, with Christian Bale doing his hair. Okay, hi, Craig here. Uh, So at this point, the recording stopped again because, as you'll hear, the memory card filled up. Megan, dearest idiot Megan, assured us that it just happened. We hadn't lost anything. 
but we had actually lost the tail end of our American Hustle conversation and basically the entirety of our conversation about Captain Phillips, save the final scene, which you'll hear us touch on in one moment. So here's a short sh- summary of, uh, of what you missed. Um, Megan, as she's cut off, is talking about the the scene where Christian Bale's doing his toupee, and she says it makes her sick. But you could tell by the way she says it, you, you don't get to hear it, of course, because she didn't record that, but she actually is, like, really into it. Um, and then she talks about, uh, talks about how postpartum hair loss is a real thing. And I made a really good joke about Louis C.K., who I've forgotten appears in American Hustle, uh, having hair gel available for her should she need it. And then that becomes a, a running joke throughout the episode. You'll, you'll get a, more, a couple more C.K. references going forward. Um, in terms of Captain Phillips, uh, I think the movie rips. Megan and Jonah are both a little cooler on it. We were all very worried rewatching the opening scene because the dialogue between Tom Hanks and Catherine Keener is truly terrible. Uh, We can't figure out why Catherine Keener took this role unless there were scenes they shot of her at home reacting that ended up getting cut out. And then I referenced Jennifer Connelly in House of Sand and Fog when she's on the payphone is like, okay, okay, bye. And we thought maybe Keener had like a, what do you mean? Is he okay? What about pirates? And we all forgot half of the movie is in Lifeboat. It is like almost all movies a little too long, but Good action set pieces, two great lines. Of course, I'm the captain now, and they're not here to fish. Back to our regularly scheduled chaotic podcast. So, um, we are recording again. Uh, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell the listeners what happened this time? The card was full. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cursed episode. Jonah, yeah. I I apparently have brought bad luck to you. You guys did something. You I don't know what sort of voodoo that you do, but you do so well. <laughs> you do it too well, apparently. <laughs> this is a cursed episode. Wow. Okay. We're going. We're going though. We're back to recording. We're done talking about Captain Phillips. Are we? Do we want to talk Great. about the Tom Hanks final scene. Yeah, we should talk yes. about the last scene, which is the most important part of the movie. For sure. Uh, um, which is, um, you know, Tom Hanks shock moment. I cried. So, I cried at the end of this. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's very emotional. Yeah. I just wrote down "wow" on my notes. It's I, I kind of had forgotten about it, and it's it's impressive. When she says, "Like, is like, that all your blood?" and he's like. Or she's that's like, not that's not mine. That's, that's not, not mine. mine. I was yeah. like crying. It's weird to me that he didn't get nominated for this. I think Christian Bale swooped in and stole his spot. It's also weird Bullshit. to me um, two things. A, that the real Captain Phillips went back and did started doing this again like a year later. I would have been like, hey, anytime I have three people sniped in front of me on a small <laughs> lifeboat, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And it's also very weird to me they didn't have uh, armed guards uh, going through the channels where Somali pirates roam. Right. Let alone that nobody on this ship full of U.S. sailors, U.S. sailors, I will emphasize, yeah. had a gun. Like, yeah. None of them. Yeah, yeah that seems yeah. wild. That seems wild. And, and, a, and an oversight. Friggin', you know, Captain Jack Sparrow on this <laughs> ship. <laughs> Wow, these are are you are you not so glad that you're back for round two, Jonah? Because you're real now. You're really getting the goods, you know. Yeah, it, it, it would have been great if, like, you know, Barkat Abdi gets on the ship. 
And he's like looking around and he's like, he's like, I want the money. I want the money. And then Captain Jack Sparrow's like, but where'd all the rum go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not enough drunk, not enough drunk semen. Not enough yeah. drunk semen on this Speak, boat. And speaking of That's speaking of Louis C.K., I wanted to jump back around to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually speaking of actually, you guys, this has gone off the rails. Yeah. I keep looking. Remember how I was like, if I keep looking over, it's because aren't you glad that I keep kept looking yeah. over? Keep looking. Just angle your. Yeah. Just so that it's right, right there. there. Yeah. Don't look at us. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking about. <laughs> let's just move on. Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> Ron Woodruff. There's a guy who knew something about spilling semen. Um, <laughs> So I can, I, I mean, I know Megan and I have talked about this going into this episode. I'm interested to see after you guys rewatched and what you thought, Jonah, because I think this movie did not age as poorly as I expected it to. I really expect to kind of rewatch this in the entire time. Just kind of be like, yikes. Yeah. Um, and I agree. Overall, I, there are definitely moments that don't work and feel weird now, but it, it came kind of, it did better than I expected. I agree. I thought, I, I thought I was prepared to be cringed the whole time. And once you can kind of get past the Jared Leto of it all, I do think that yeah. I, I like the central relationship between the Rayon character and Matthew McConaughey's character. Um, and I actually think that he wouldn't be cast today, but given the time he made the most of that part. And I, I don't know that I would have given him the Oscar for it. It was like awarding yeah. a brave performance, yeah. but uh, I, Considering we all know what Jared Leto is capable of, he showed remarkable restraint. That's the part. That's fucking it, Jonah. That's yeah. it. Is like you would not think that the a person because he did not make her into a caricature and a, yeah, of a trans right. woman, which I think at the yeah. time, like at the time, this was sort of a new thing, and like as evidenced by they had a like cis straight, you know, whatever man say, playing this role, he didn't make too much of a meal out of it. And I appreciate that. That being said, he shouldn't have been cast. I don't, you know, I mean, Matthew McConaughey does a great job too. We said he probably got the Oscar because he lost a lot of weight. Right. I didn't hate this movie though in the same, in the way that I thought I was going to like in general, I think it moved for me and it wasn't as cringy. The only thing that really bothers me about it is it feels very irresponsible because the it feels very like they demonized AZT and were like, oh, if, if only these vitamins and peptide teas had been available to the community, like it, it, then so many lives would have been saved and blah, blah, blah. That never, they, they didn't work. They, they were later be debunked. Like he probably got better because he stopped like railing cocaine and like, mm-hmm. and fucking, right. you know, d- drunk all the time and whatever, all this shit. So I don't really love the message of the, the message of the movie is kind of lost in that way. Um, yeah. yeah. And you know, it, it, it bugs me that they do spend this kind of the whole movie going against AZT just to do like a little, little postscript that's like, actually, so AZT ended up being a pretty good drug. It was just dose wrong at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and obviously the FDA and the government as a whole, like, horribly mismanaged the AIDS crisis in the 80s. Like, that's not debatable in any way. Um, but yeah, I do think there is, like, some irresponsibility in the movie to 
just spend the entire time being like, this drug that actually ended up kind of being very important is bad. And then we'll kind of throw that in as people are leaving the theater that, no, it's actually okay. Just it wasn't right. dosed properly yeah. at the time. That's it. I, I forgot yeah. that Jennifer Garner was in this movie, Everybody's Mommy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, oh, a uh, lot pornier. Very yeah. porny, this movie. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. orgy, that first drug orgy scene after he gets diagnosed, it's like, I was like, Jesus, I did not remember that this. I don't know that I needed to see that. No. Yeah. We, oh, it made me feel like I needed to take a shower. Again, not yeah. to kink shame anybody or whatever, but he just right. seemed very, well, he's also like, and this is not, he's just like in the beginning, he's coughing and there's, he, they're having sex in like the stall of the. All at a rodeo. Yeah, of a rodeo. Yeah. Like, you know, that smells like shit, right? Like, yeah. you know, that smells like shit. Uh, it just. And feels, I do know, like, I know he was like a bull rider, but like at the end when he's like getting back on that bull, I was like, okay. <laughs> we yeah. get it, Jean Marc. Like I get the, <laughs> I get the, the symbolism. The yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it it went by for me. I was like dreading it, and I felt like it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um. Well, let's talk about let's talk about gravity, guys. Aren't you so glad we so, revisited those three? We made sure to talk about American Hustle and Dallas. I want to talk about American Hustle all day. Every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So gravity is a principle. Uh, that um, oh, you're gonna give the so definition cool. of like gravity? <laughs> yeah. According to Webster, nope. Get yeah. out of here, Craig. <laughs> Webster's the dictionary <laughs> defines <laughs> commencement as. You guys, that joke was just another technical glitch. Just, that was. Well, that, please yeah, just, just write just on past that. Glitch. Yeah, don't know that that was from the old one. Uh, um, I think this movie slaps. It slaps. Yeah, it's it, a tight ninety. It's visually incredible. Sandra Bullock's boss bitch. You had me at tight 90. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's really like 82 because I think it's 91 minutes, including the extensive credit sequence because of all the technicals. So Craig, Craig, you need to go back and tell and ask Jonah who he's going to draft from Captain Phillips and Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, I don't. So here's the thing. I don't remember when I did this in the original record. So this may end up getting repeated in the second half. So apologies to everyone involved except Megan. But who would you draft? Uh, Okay, so from Captain Phillips for our uh, reality show, I would draft the hot pirate number number two in command. Hot pirate. Hot pirate. Number two. Because hot pirate pirate because you can know you can you know he can actually like both cause problems, but also get along with people he doesn't know because he's not from the same tribe as the rest of them. Yes. Make a big, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. I, mean, I, just, I, I just like him for the drama. Yeah, me yeah. too. People I like him for the hotness. And you need a good-looking cast. Yeah. So yeah. He checks the box. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club would have to be Rayon. Yeah. Chad yeah. Light. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I just sure. wanted to make sure that we did that. I think that's a fun thing as a, as a fan oh, of reality cool. television. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I rewatched gravity as, as our God Alfonso Cuaron intended, which was on my iPad on a plane. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, I like this movie and I think, I think the action set pieces for the most part still work really well. It gets a, the one thing I like about Captain Phillips, I think a little bit more in terms of just the action set pieces for me, is they're a little more different. I do feel like gravity gets like, 
it's not even like the full moments of them, but like if you separate them, like in particular, like they get a little samey and then something really cool happens. That's very different. Mm -hmm. But like, there will be like a two minute lead up, like within the set piece before that really cool things happens that I'm like, we kind of seen this. We've kind of seen like Sandra Bullock, like holding on to like a rope in space, like trying not to get hit by shrapnel. I right. think the sheer terror of being in space, I, I, that's what kind of kept yeah. me like in it. It was like this, I, I, it's like it's bad enough that you're floating around. I just, I don't know, it just seemed terrifying the whole time. And then yeah. on top of that, it's just like the whole time I'm watching this movie, I, I just am like, how the hell did they even do this? Like, yeah. how did they shoot the movie? Yeah. It's yeah. still, because it's more, t- it's, it's, was tenser than Captain Phillips for me because of the space element of it. Cause that right. seems so terrifying. I was yeah. like nail and I know what happens. And I was like gripping the armrest. Yeah. Um, would you say, would you say that like Ryan and gravity, you hate space? I hate space. After you know, those, this, I certainly do. I hate <laughs> it. You know, those billionaires that like want to go to space. Like that's yeah. like, no, show them gravity. Go, Look yeah. how high I am. <laughs> that's what it is. They want to yeah. say, look how high I am. I'm like, go to fucking like France. Like go, like you can go anywhere and go to well, that. Cause wh- that was a big thing. That was the, that was like a big bone of contention with you and Maddie when you were trying to shoot yeah, your honeymoon. For our honeymoon. So I was like, said, I want to go to France. I want to go to France. And he Maddie was, like, was like, we're going to space. And guess who won that? <laughs> I was like, do you have a billion dollars? So guess who won that argument? As yeah. always me. Yeah. Um, did you guys think that uh, George Clooney was alive? <laughs> when he opened the door to space and she kind I'm of just to remember what turned I thought her face away from space. I mean, I have to think to make myself feel better that I never for a second believed he was still alive, especially after he like peacefully floated out into space and was like, Ryan, it's okay. It's okay. I got to go. Yeah. That's okay. If I've been, if I'm ever in a situation like that, like I'm in space by myself, <laughs> I would love for George Clooney to talk me through it. That seems like sort of, yeah. The ideal person. In That's the person you want to hear to from. Yeah. Yeah. But uh I like to think in the theater I realized that he was he was not he was not living. But then I think the big tip off should have been because him and Randy Gerber were on their motorcycles. <laughs> and then <laughs> That is the second Casamigos Casam- no, motorcycle. No, that was a worse Casamigos reference. That was rough. <laughs> That's rough. He opens the door to space and she turns he her face away yeah. like she's going to like not well, die from space. If her face is looking straight at space, then your face yeah, is closed. But if you turn your head you're away, you're away okay. from space, you're fine. And I yeah. really in theaters was like, oh, thank God. He's alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. It's a weird, I think it's, it, I had that same sort of double take moment where I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And then. I think quickly realize like, oh, it's like she's hallucinating. But I don't know, maybe it's effective in that way because it makes you as the audience have the same hallucination. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I also think oh, like I'm lot. like that we've only known that character for like 15 minutes and I feel very, I mean, partly it's because it's George Clooney, but I feel like very connected to him and I was very much like upset when he floated away. Yeah, I don't want him yeah. to float away. Sidebar, I just finished Viola Davis's mem- memoir mm-hmm. called Finding Me. And, um, did you know that for, he found out that she got married and he, for her honeymoon, he was like, oh, you should go to my house in Lake Como. Like you could just go use my house in Lake Como. And she was like, what? Okay. Well, thanks. But like, didn't, didn't like follow up because she was like, he's just being nice. And then his agent reached out to her agent and was like, when do you want to go to Lake Como? 
like the staff's all there. Like whenever you want, like George set if it up or whatever. When he offers up his Lake Como house, you just say you yes. You just say yes. You just say yes. I heard he's sell. I heard it's on sale. <gasps> really? Should we pull our money? I was going to say, do you? I think the three it? of us could get, we could totally. You're getting rich off this podcast, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Definitely not in the hole. This co- podcast bought, brought yeah, to you all by. All those DVDs were paid for <laughs> by our listenership, so. Well, this podcast is brought to you by Casamigos. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cindy was just here. Um, and she wanted to say hi, but she's gone. She's gone now. Oh, yeah. Cindy and Kaya had come by with a crate of it, but are they? Oh, is that Kaya Gerber? Cindy right. Crawford is Randy C- Gerber's Randy Gerber's wife, wife. Right. and yeah. Kaya's mother. That I mean, was I a knew deep, that. Which is what, you, I know. I know that oh. is that is a deep cut. That is a deep yeah. cut. Yeah. Okay. Um, this movie rules. So then, I so love this movie. Well, well, what I forgot about is at the end of the movie that that last. Then she almost drowns. Oh, yeah. Like, right. she kind of gets the fuck out of space, and now she's stuck in the ocean, which is basically, like, space on Earth. Such a dope-ass Alfonso Cuaron. The movie never fucking stops. From, no, like, just- from the first debris coming by, it literally is a roller coaster ride. It never yeah. stops. It's problem after problem after problem after problem. And then, yeah, when she gets to Earth... And then opens that hatch and the water rushes in. You're like, just when you think it's over, you're like, it's not over. It's Are crazy. You me right? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And she's able to crawl herself, crawl her way out. And then a giant squid tentacle just <laughs> pops out of the ocean, wraps around her waist three times. <laughs> and we think she's going to get pulled down, but she's able to like chop it off. What you don't know is and like six months from now. She trudges into the jungle. She dies from some like. music. Plays. She dies from some like bacterial infection from that yeah. water because you know there's some right. weird shit in that water. You know, she gets like the she gets like the bends. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. She shits her brains yeah. out for sure. Yeah. That's in the sequel, right? Gravity two. Gravity two. Gravity two. Gravity two. Back in space. Back to space. Oh, I have to do that joke because that was that was a good joke. Is that she walks into the. Walks onto the island, and then there's the polar bear, right? And a smoke monster, and then John Locke comes out. That was the first go good back. bit. Yeah, we have to go we back. We have to go back to <laughs> space. <laughs> Jonah, who are you get put casting on the reality show? Uh, you have so I'm, many options. Yeah, so many options. This movie. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Because because she's a boss bitch. She's a boss bitch. <laughs> She is. Yes. I wish she, she had is. won for this instead of um, the Blind, the blind side. side. This was Blind Side, not in the news at all. Not in the news. Fine. Do you see people yeah. want to take her Oscar? The two is great people. Yeah. You see that people want to take her Oscar, Oscar away as if it has yeah. anything to do. Wait, wait till they find out about Edie Amin. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, like Gen Z you have been warned. Are like, they are Whitaker doesn't deserve this. Do you know what this guy did? He was a murderer. I mean, if we start taking Oscars away from actors who portrayed troubling characters, <laughs> yeah. there would be no Oscars left. Yeah. Oh, people are fucking stupid. Not yeah. us. Certainly not me not fucking us. up the record twice. <laughs> Certainly not me. Wait, how's that record button looking right now? So, oh my God, guys. It's tick, tick, ticking away. Nice. Hey, oh. Uh, well, then let's let's finish off part one. In a way, because this is the last movie that uh, is lost time, and that's her. Her, a movie her. that all three of us 
really liked. Enjoyed. It's a good film. Now this, I want Jonah to talk about this because he did not like this movie 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago, and it, it might've just been that I was, you know, watching a screener and looking at my phone, but this movie did not hold my attention 10 years ago so very much. But this, right. out of all of these movies is probably the one that my opinion has changed the most for the better. Um, I think this movie is actually really good. And I think it's, it's interesting to me that like 10 years ago, this movie would have been really sort of prescient about you know, what's to come. And now here we are 10 years later and everyone's talking about AI. And I feel like this movie will still be relevant 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like what I want future Los Angeles to look like it. Like yeah. I, you can tell it's LA. There's like an LA quality to it, but it's cleaner, I guess. Feels cleaner. Yeah. Um, and, we, I, and, and you appreciate the, the, the sexuality as explored in this movie. Oh yeah. I love it. Cause there's no touching. Cause I, yes. yeah. It's the, that's oof, such an ideal version of sex. Um, that sex, that sex scene where it's just cuts to black, not the choking cat, not choke me with this <laughs> not, dead cat. Not Kristen Wiig. Not, yeah. not Kristen Wiig. The, when it's, when it's on black, the sex scene between Scarlett Johansson and Which is Joaquin basically Phoenix. phone sex. Yeah, it's just yeah. phone sex. It's like the hottest sex scene. It's like one of the hottest sex scenes. It's very hot. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a credit to the filmmakers that, you know, we all jerked off in that scene, right? We all jerked off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I know Louis C.K. did. (laughs) (laughs) I just think this is... Now, see, the biggest biggest unfortunate thing is now, if this was just the beginning, we are going to do all the movies, like, I could have run that bit. You could have run that bit all the way through. Well... We'll do, we would have done it. At the, we would have done it at the very end, yeah. and it would have been like a herald. Yeah. Well, next time we'll do it. We'll do it again. Well, yeah. with the third time that we do this. Actually, this is right. kind of already the third record. So the fourth yeah. record, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think um, this movie is really beautiful, and um, I also want to say yeah, and I like how it. Go ahead. No, I just no. You like how it. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I like the way that the relationships presented. Um, that it's not something that's deemed as like extremely this isn't like Lars and the real girl where like everyone's like this is weird but yeah. we're gonna be nice to the weird guy um which is another i thought i like that movie well enough Lars and the real girl directed like, by craig like, gillespie who just directed me in a little commercial i like to call verizon oh, oh that's right did he say nice um he was like when Lars and the real girl came out how old were you like 40 <laughs> <laughs> He did he tell was me like, as the mother of a teenage dog. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Mega. Oh, guys, it's totally fine. Like, I also directed I Tanya. Were did you skate did, against did, Tanya Harding? <laughs> were you friends with Tanya's mom? Guys, don't even worry about it. I definitely will not be crying in the mirror later today. <laughs> I'm gonna get. Um, I'm gonna stop breastfeeding, and I'm gonna get Botox all over my like, fucking body. What? What's happening? But the only the only person in this movie that like judges him is Rooney Mara, and it's more of a jealousy. Like, oh, of course, like now you're dating your assistant because you never, you know, could do these things in our relationship, as opposed to like you know Amy Adams, who's just the loveliest of friends, even before she has her like OS moment. It's just like. Oh, that's great! Yeah. And you know, Chris Pratt. Like Chris it's Pratt, when she he's like, I mean, oh, he's my girlfriend's dumb. an OS, and she he's just like, cool. They just double date. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just also want to say, like, I didn't say this first time around. 
Joaquin Phoenix is so versatile. Like he, I will say like he really disappears into this role. Like he's, that's such a lame turn of phrase, but like he is such, he just is such a different, he's so different than his other characters. It's also, it's nice to see. I think, I mean, he's always very good, obviously, but I like it when he's less busy. Yeah. And in a lot of his roles, he's a very busy actor. Like there's a lot, you know, even like we talked about the master last year and that, you know, um, I think that he's phenomenal in that movie, but like in comparison to someone who like Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie, who's very like sort of stripped down. Yeah. Like it's all about like body posture and like it's, that's just too much for me a lot of times in terms of acting. And this, there's this, that's not what this kind of performance is, yeah. which I appreciate. Well, and he also sort of tends to veer into the kind of creepy, yes. fringy sort of yeah. fringes of society. And it's, it's kind of nice to see him play, just sort of a lovable doofus. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, is he really does not come across creep. Like, he's very, <laughs> like, a dork, but, like, a really sweet, like, good-hearted. Adorkable. Yeah, he's a dork. Yeah, oh, he's, my God. Remember, that was a thing? He's, like, he's, a, re- he's a real Zoe Deschanel, Deschanel. He's film. the male Zoe Deschanel. I yeah. could have said, it's actually, is it surprise? should Zoe Deschanel have been the voice of Samantha? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God, that would have been an un- un- annoying movie. And I say that as somebody fam- who enjoys... Famously they, yeah, famously, they recorded the whole thing with Samantha Morton before they did Scarlett Johansson. So that's that would have been a great, you know, funnier die skit back in the day. It would just be uh, who else got passed over who did a full recording on her, um, you know. Siri, you just- is it raining? Remember that commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, she, Scarlett Johansson has that very sexy voice. Yeah. Sort of like mine. It's like very, like, you know. She is. She's kind of perfect for it. Like, I don't, I don't know whose voice I would put in there instead. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Great actress. Too beautiful to, she's like, she kind of falls under the Jude Law thing, I think, a little bit sometimes, where she's like too... Some, I think sometimes people underestimate her because she's so beautiful. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That it's like she yeah. can actually do more than she's given a lot, but it's like because she's so gorgeous, they're like, oh, you're like the hot hot girl. Yeah. Um, all the date scenes, I think, are are fun too, particularly when Rudy Mara is yelling at her and the waitress is standing there and the really awkward Olivia Wilde date scene early yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Because um, Olivia Wilde just seems messy. She does. Yeah. She does seem messy. And she dated I'm talking my about boyfriend. The character. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're not. Oh, that's not. right. I forgot you you and um Jason Sudeikis, right? But um bum on that note. Megan Megan, is Ted Lasso your favorite show <laughs> ever or just the last day? <laughs> my brother in law, my Maddie's sister's husband loves to say, he loves saying stuff like he, he tell, he says something and then she goes, he goes, well, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Like, yeah, dude, I know that's like, you're saying it. It's obviously your opinion. You're saying it, but that's, that's his favorite show. And I said, he said, you watched Ted Lasso? I go, no. And he said, uh, oh, I just think it's the best show on television, but that's my opinion. That's my opinion. (laughs) My opinion. That's just one guy's opinion. One guy's opinion. One guy's opinion who loves to say stuff like, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, God. I will say that Olivia Wilde is who I would cast in our reality show from this. Yeah. 
Absolutely she's, good call. Because she a messy bitch. She's messy. Yeah. I think I I am beginning to think um, Dr. Ryan Stone would not have a great time on this show. No. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot. <laughs> it's Sandra Bullock. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she is. That's her last name, right? Stone? Yeah. Um, One I think of these she, things yeah. is not like Seems the like she'd have a miserable time with these people. Yeah. yeah. She'd be like, like, put me back in space. Am I right? Yeah, an accomplished doctor that goes to space. Why are you on this stupid show? Yeah. <laughs> She'd be the first to leave. Yeah. 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 Probably voluntarily. Yeah. Good show, though. Would oh. watch. 10 out of 10 would watch. Well, so that, that makes for a great re-record. When you hear us next, we'll be talking to you from a few hours earlier. Luckily, nothing major happened in the world. Can you imagine if, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, <laughs> Donald Trump had taken over, like, the Capitol, like, in the three hours between <laughs> the time we recorded. And, then we're just and like, we came back and had to, uh, and had okay, to go, like, oh, anyway, so now, well, uh, 2013. talking about Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, we wound up okay. All right, let's. I'm going to stop. Um, okay, let's talk about Nebraska. Oi. Oi. <laughs> As you may have guessed, this is the one I think I care the least about. I remember almost nothing about it from seeing it 10 years ago, and I think it's because I was bored out of my mind. And I feel like right now I looked at this and I was like, this feels like if I was going to make a spoof of an art house film, I would put all of these tropes in it. It's in black and white. It's got Bruce Dern and June Squibb doing their respective ornery old coot routines. It's on an 11, like at all the time. And I have no idea what it's actually trying to say. Yeah. I, um, hated this movie and I didn't <laughs> hate it. The first, all right. It's not that I even hated it. I just, it put me in a really bad mood. This movie put me yeah. in a, terrible, terrible mood. Um, I think that if it's not directed by Alexander Payne and starring Bruce Dern, it doesn't get nominated for shit. I don't know. Like hundred percent. It's like that. It's the pedigree that it comes with that. That's why people care about it. I was talking about this with Maddie. It does not need to be in black and white. That's another thing that I feel like they're like, and I think it actually takes away like that whole landscape is so dull anyway that it's like mm-hmm. just put it in color and we'll really see how like oh there's because there's not much color it's like it's just kind of like a desolate like landscape I don't know how that adds to it and also I would say Will Forte I love Will Forte and it's not that he's even bad I just don't buy him in this I like, would have literally. I was watching this the whole time, thinking like, if I was going to cast this from Saturday Night Live, I feel like I would have swapped in Bill Hader instead. Yes, a hundred percent. I think he just ha- lends a little more gravitas, and I love Will Forte, but like MacGruber is my like an all time favorite for me, and it's hard for me yeah. not to picture him just with like celery sticking out his butt. So I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I don't really, I don't know, I don't buy you in this like, I don't, I just don't buy him in that role. Um, yeah, I don't know. It also, again, it put me in a bad mood. This movie, it hits differently having parents who are getting older. To like, the, I'm now I'm ten years older watching this. My parents are getting older, having a, a baby myself or whatever. Like, it just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, Mm-mm. I don't like the feeling. I love this movie. I love this movie this time. Oh my god, get out! And I, and you know what, Megan? It's for the exact same reason as you, but flipped. Really? It's because, yeah. So 
when I saw this movie for the first time, I was 30 years old. My parents were like in their late 60s, early 70s. I was just in Orange County. I got to meet Megan's delightful son Mm -hmm. briefly um, for my dad's 80th birthday. And my mom, like, is at a point she can barely hear it all. She seems, every single time I see her, she seems so much older than last time I saw her. And this movie, like, really hit me hard because of that, I think. Um, and I I think just being, like, Will Forte was, like, 42 when he shot this movie, you know. So I think, I don't know. It just, it really hit me hard. I think it's so funny. Will Forte was 42? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I would thought I he was a lot younger, so right? I think I get, I get like thinking it's over the top, but I think June Squibb is so funny in this movie. I think, I think she's one liners are so funny. I think, I think all the stuff like with the extended family, like just like all the like Cole's went to jail stuff, all the stuff about all they care about it is, is his car and how long it took him to get yeah. from Billings to Hawthorne. Like, I think it, I don't know, it really, really hit me hard. And this is a movie that probably, like, when I saw it in 2013, like, was, like, my seventh favorite of these movies. Wow. And, like, I I flipped my opinion on it completely. Wow. And I, yeah. Um, so I, I totally get what you guys are saying, but, like, I felt completely opposite. Like, this was, like, by far the biggest surprise to me of the movies. Wow. In terms of watching it. I'm so, I'm so fascinated by that. You didn't feel sad and miserable afterwards i did but i but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie i feel sad and miserable after i watch schindler's list yeah that's true that's true (laughs) that's true that's true i actually think the end doesn't fully work because i think the end i kind of wanted to be sobbing and it didn't quite get there yeah i guess maybe that squib who's been such a bitch the whole movie when she like sticks up for woody yeah like when the family's trying to get money, like I was like really moved by that. Yeah. Um, I think I remember, I think, I think the other thing is like, I remember when I saw this, like I really didn't think Will Forte was very good in it. And I think he, I still think, yeah, Bill Hader would have been better, but I liked him a lot more. I remember not cause this was post breaking bad, but it was before better call Saul. And I feel like Bob Odenkirk, even in breaking bad is like kind of over the top. Yeah. And now having watched him do, like, more acting for a decade, like, yeah. I felt like I appreciated him a lot more in this movie than I did originally. Um, so I don't know. It just... Uh, I it just want worked. to like this one more, and I think you raise a lot of good points. And, you know, I'm, same thing, like, I have, you know, an older parent, and... yeah. It's a, but it's like for all those reasons, like, I want... And I went into it, too, knowing that I didn't care for it from 10 years ago and hoping that, right. like, maybe I'll have a different perspective, and... I think I liked it more than I did 10 years ago, but certainly not like a total flip. Like I'm still, this is still the bottom of the list for me. Yeah. But it's like, I want to appreciate it more, but I just can't get past all the trophy things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And I, I do like June Squibb. I do think June Squibb is, she is very funny. Yeah. She's, she's, she is the highlight for me too. I think she's really funny. I think I just, I guess maybe to the end when he lets him drive that car and he's like ducked down, I don't know. For some reason, that like was the darkest thing I had ever seen, right. and I it just put me in a bad mood for the rest of the night. But again, I feel like that's a real person like 
catch me on a different day and I might change my mind a little bit. I don't know why it's in black and white, though. I agree. Yeah, I don't know why I made that choice. Um, I do like, uh, so this is my favorite June Squibb line. When she, I think she's talking about Woody's sister. And she says, how'd she die? Saw herself in the mirror one day. (laughs) No. (laughs) Cancer. that i like when they... i'll tell you so the the line that really made me sad and i think like i just felt like it was very resonant just like i don't know to the world is will forte says to i can't remember who he's talking to but he says he just believes stuff that people tell them and the person just goes oh that's too bad yeah well, yeah 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 that's oh it's i think it's the when they go to the yeah, oh, when they, they go, when when they they go to get, get the, the prize money and yeah. she's like, oh, you're she's not a winner, like, whatever. It's, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. And she and he's like, you get a lot of these? And she's like, yeah, every once in a while. Usually people like your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who would you choose? Oh, June Squibb in a walk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Although I do like that one guy, too, that uh, <clears throat> the old partner who's trying to get money from him. And because he, he has my favorite line, which he when he goes to pee and he goes, you know, beer, you just renting the stuff. <laughs> um, I think about that. I think about that. God, can you imagine June Squibb just absolutely torturing Olivia Wilde's character from her? Oh. <laughs> she would oh, make that bitch so paranoid. She yeah. would. Yeah, it would be rough. It'd be rough. All right. Philomena. Another movie I can't watch. Can't watch it. I can't watch it. I forgot. This was the first one I watched. And for some reason, I was like, I'll start with a lighthearted one. (laughs) No. I don't know. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I wrote down about this movie. This movie belongs to the subgenre of, you know, Catholic Church straight up sucks. Uh, And that Philomena walked... So two years later, Spotlight could come along and say, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly Basically. right. Yeah, that's it. Goddamn, I wrote goddamn British nuns. Goddamn nuns. I mean, goddamn it, Sister I can't watch anything anymore. Sister Hildegard can go Bitch. fuck herself. She's, she is the nun. She's the nun. <laughs> that's a sequel to this? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I love that this is the requisite British entry. And of course it's... Yeah. Steve Coogan, who like, I guess is an asshole, but also plays kind of like he must be. I mean, I think he is because he does play. He always is like that kind of British asshole, asshole, you know? Yeah. Um, It's way too convincing for it not to be uh, true. When they find out that that guy died, that her son is dead. I know. I had remembered that he was dead. I did not remember... A lot. Of, I remember. Did not remember that he was gay, and I know that because one of my notes was. Forgot how early they find out he's dead, but maybe worse that he worked for Bush. <laughs> <laughs> it is really, especially in twenty twenty three, learning that he yeah. was like a Republican strategist hits a little bit differently than uh-huh. two thousand thirteen. As shitty as yeah. as Bush was, yeah. obviously, both of them. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, that was, that was unfortunate. That's kind of dark. He's yeah. dead. He's gay. 
And he's a Republican. He's a Republican. Uh, one of those things I really wish wasn't true. And it's not that he was dead. Um, um, you know who couldn't be like Philomena at the end when she's like, I forgive? Me. Me. Oh, God. <laughs> well, no, that's yeah. why when, when he says, when he says, you like she she's better than me or what is whatever he says she said he says like i'd never forgive you it's absolutely yeah. terrible and just oh, the yeah. scene where they take him where they're taking them both away and she's just screaming is like i just can't ima- i just literally cannot imagine no Mm-mm. it's rough it's rough the in- i was i was interested in the whole uh jane russell adopted a kid from this place oh yeah oh, i yeah, want to see that, that movie yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Did um, I tell you that my? And, uh, I want to see. I want to see a movie of any of the books Philomena's recanting. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's so. I, I do. Have you guys seen? Have we talked about the? Um, have we talked about this at all, Craig? The Tea with the Dames. Have you yes. seen this oh, movie, John? I love, that. love it. Yeah, love it. Would love to just sit and chat. This was sort Chat of like the the Judy Dench too, right? Like this was right when she was every other year she was getting nominated yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was in a lot of shit around this time. What's going on with her now? She's still, she's still alive, right? She was just, I mean, she does stuff, but she, she was she's like cat. blind. I, she's basically blind, right? Wow. So, uh, um, has she done anything since Cats? Oh my god! I feel like she just did career-ending cats. What if cats? cats. What if cats is the last thing? That can't be it. We got to get something else. Somebody hire Judy Dench for something. I'm gonna look. I know she's done something since cats. Um, I really liked this. I I remember when this movie came out, and I was like, oh, this is like fluff. And again, maybe now. Oh, she was in Belfast. Oh, she was in Belfast. Right, right, right. right. She was Um, also in Spirited. Oh. She plays Judy Dench in Spirited. She has like a cameo as Judy Dench. The like Will Ferrell Ryan Reynolds thing. Yeah, which is actually which is actually better than one would expect it to be. Okay, it was cute. I'm gonna take your word for it, guys. I'm gonna <laughs> take your word for it. Okay. Uh, I just like this movie more, and again, it also like was more devastating to me. Um, right. In the year 2023. Yeah. Um. All right, we got two. We got about half an hour, so we got a. Bounce through these. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, sorry. Who's the Philomena cast member? Oh, um, probably Sister Hildegard. But I yeah, you got to have a villain. like mean bitches. Like yeah. there's got to be yeah. someone in the cast that's not awful. But probably Sister yeah. Hildegard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. June Squibb yep. isn't awful. She's like fun. She's, she's feisty. Like, she's feisty. Yeah. And like Jennifer Lawrence will like set fire to stuff and be like. Sorry, you know, Maybe whatever. she'll stop fire to Sister Hildegard. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Dream the dream. I do think we're kind of working up to be like a bad girls club here, right? Yeah. I, know. A, I don't think we've got a a, a male identifying character that we've well, chosen. Considering yet. there's 1.5 women in the Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe yeah. This is now maybe where yeah. we're going to hit it. Wolf of yeah. Wall Street, or as I like to call it, Goodfellas Light. I... I was like, you can see the DNA of Goodfellas all over this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He was like, I want to make Goodfellas again, but I can't do that. So I'm going to make this movie. Um, it's hard because. This is, this is why McConaughey won the Oscar, by the way, I think. You think because of that his, scene? I think his four minutes in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, like, that's interesting. him over everybody else. Yeah. I, I think that's I, not an unfair assessment. And yeah. I, I, that's, I hadn't even thought about that. That's 
a good assessment, but I actually, this with my revisionist Oscar narrative, like I kind of would rather Leo had his Oscar for this than The Revenant. Oh, 100%. 100%. (laughs) 100%. A movie that I really disliked, The Revenant. Yeah. A hundred percent. This movie is tough because it's like too long to be a light comedy and the material Mm -hmm. is too dark, but the tone is kind of a little bit is like lighter comedy. It's, it's a little confused. I think. Considering how long this one was, I think this has to be the longest of them all. Right. Uh, it's gotta be. I actually felt like it moved pretty well. Like I was more bored by other shorter movies than this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. Cause it's, cause again, Scorsese like knows what he's doing and like DiCaprio is so good, but he just is like, it's hard not to watch it and think of him as like just the shittier version of Henry Hill, you know, right. like just mm-hmm. kind of like, again, he's just Henry Hill who has like some agency cause he's not under anybody. Yes, exactly. What Except for the federal government. <laughs> Is there a point, like, or like, what is this? Is this supposed to be a cautionary tale? Like, I was like, he doesn't really get a lot of comeuppance. He's like, Jordan, or whatever, is sort of put up on a pedestal at the end. But by the end of the movie, it's like, what? As much as I enjoyed watching, I'm like, what's the takeaway? I think Scorsese is kind of saying this guy's an is an asshole and these are bad people, but similar to like Tyler Durden or you know any of those kind of characters, like the takeaway from college males is I want to be like this guy. And the fact that Jordan Belfort ultimately like still makes millions of dollars a year doing speaking engagements doesn't help. It's not like someone like Henry Hill where it's like, Oh, I want to be like that guy uh, and go into witness protection and eventually get arrested again. And then I think he's dead now, right? Yeah. And he died. So, um, whereas Jordan Belfort, you can go to his Instagram and he's like married to a, like he's no longer married to the Margot Robbie character who was a model in real life, but he's married to a much younger woman who looks like she's probably a model. Like, and he, all he does is speaking engagements and makes tons of money. Like he very clearly won. Like yeah. he didn't. Yeah. Like, I think that's why the ending of this movie, it's, I wrote that it ends with a whimper because it is so bombastic in so many ways. And then just like, this rando uh, conference hotel conference room of him do like sell me this pen. I'm, it's I I agree. And you know that's the actual Jordan Belfort that introduces Leo. Really, right. I did not yeah. know that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a little fuck this guy, fuck this ending, which kind of means like almost nothing to me because it, it's it's he's okay. He he wound up to I guess he what I'm hearing is he wound up okay, but like also it's sad and pathetic. Like the yeah. The room of these, this room of people and this, these people trying to like, what does that mean? Sell me this pen. Like it's all just bullshit. And I, yeah, I, I mean, guess like it, it, the whole rest of the movie was so, I don't know, fun. I, I know that sounds bad yeah. cause these are bad people, but it, it was fun. And then I just think that, that, yeah, I guess the ending just I, is. I think weirdly the scene where he basically like takes the daughter and then crashes the car yeah. and he kind of like Ooh. had, it almost so works tough. against like the idea of the movie because yeah. I think that is the moment where you're like, this guy's an asshole, but it also gives him like that slight moment of being like, Oh, I'm an asshole. Yeah. Where it's like, you kind of don't want to see him like coming to grips with that at all because 
he doesn't really in real yeah. life. No. Like he didn't change ultimately. Yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah. He doesn't grow. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And that's the trouble with make with, with making a movie about a real person. Also wild to me that that guy clearly signed off on this movie being made that depicts him in such like, such a terrible light. Like he's well, such he a, write I think a that, book. Yeah. He wrote the book. So it's probably right. all in the book. Um, I'm guessing the quaalude scene is great. That's like one of the top moments. Of the quaalude scene is the scene is the scene in Goodfellas where he's like, and then I had to go back and stir the sauce. And then and yeah. we're, the, we're, you know, that song is playing and the helicopters following them and they do the thing and whatever. And they're doing the drugs all day. That's yeah. The quaalude scene is, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's that's also. Is this Jonah Hill's best performance? I think probably. Yeah, I was. I was like this or Moneyball. I was going to say Moneyball is also good, but he's having more fun. People end up thinking he's like a he's like a good guy for a long time before. Jesus, he's having fun. They're having like yeah a lot of fun. They're having fun. Yeah, and I do also love that uh, Joanna Lumley shows up. It's Aunt Emma. Yes. Yes, yeah. I love her. I love her. I love Margot. This is Margot Robbie's first thing, too. It's like wild. I mean, yeah. talk about a breakout performance. I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's very good. Um, she's hot. Uh, so Megan and I went to school. I don't think you knew her at all um, with Krista Milioti, who plays mm-hmm. the first wife. And I remember this was before she'd done much of anything. And I remember talking to her, she was doing once on Broadway and I went and saw it and I just like walked her to the train. It was when she was shooting this and she was like, I don't know. It's like really intimidating. And I was like, Oh, it's intimidating to uh, play Leonardo DiCaprio's wife in a Martin Scorsese film. <laughs> like when you're of the Titanic generation, like can't imagine why I can't imagine why that would be intimidating for it to be your first, like big film role, like would be going into that. Like, oh my God, I was very certain that I was going to marry Leonardo DiCaprio when I was in seventh grade. Like you could not tell me otherwise. Turns out I was already too old, but (laughs) (laughs) that was the dream. That was a dream. dream. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's just too long. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. Let's end uh, the nominees with an upbeat and talk about 12 years of slave. (laughs) This took me four days to watch. I had to keep pausing. Right. It's a tough hang. It's a tough hang. I have to say, though, I feel like for what it's trying to accomplish, this is like kind of, to me, like a near perfect movie. Like I I put this in like, like I I have a similar reaction to Schindler. So I'm like, if this is the slavery movie, like it's a super rough watch, but it feels like this should be like required viewing probably. Yeah. 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 If, if Schindler's List is the, is the, ultimate is the, 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 the ultimate holocaust movie yeah but i literally i was like what's the i couldn't think of a, i was trying to I, the only other thing i could think that would even come close which isn't even a movie is roots, roots like yeah. what right yeah i mean it's this is rough i mean it's the i forgot how unflinching the brutality is just it's tough to the point yeah, where i mean the the, the whipping scene oof. with the beat mm. is like one of the I mean, that's like almost hard to watch scenes. Kind oh, of, yeah. Period. Like it made me think of, did you ever see Son of Saul? No. The no. foreign film. It's it's also, it's a Holocaust movie, but like basically like the main character in that movie is like his job at the concentration camp is to clear out the gas chambers. Oh. Like, uh, I mean, it's it's stuff like that. It's just like absolutely brutal. Like, 
Yeah. It's funny because it's like I watch it and I'm like, oh, like literally had the thought of like, do they have to like make it like this, like this brutal? Do they have to make him like this sadistic? And I guess the answer is like, yes, like, yes, you, you do. And like you, and you shouldn't look away and like they should. And I think, I think they do a really good job too early on. Benedict Cumberbatch is the first guy Mm -hmm. that owns, you know, uh, uh, the kind of well the kind exactly, and well, they ha- and, yeah, he has the conversation with the me too. They has a conversation the with that woman. Yeah, yeah. The, there's a level to the exactly, but it's still she and he says like we should be grateful. Like he's he's like not he's like a decent man or something. She says to the he says to the woman who lost both of her children. Like were, yeah. the, her mm-hmm. children were sold away from her, and she says he's still a slaver, and it's right. like yeah. He's still a slaver. And by the way, what happens to that woman? Because that woman never stops crying because her children have been taken away. And then the the wife is like, I can't handle this. And then the next right. we see her, she's being dragged away. Are we to understand that she was killed? She like sold, sold her? Sold her? I would guess she was sold again because this was all, you know, they talk about it. Like he even talks about it after the Paul Dano stuff. Where he's like, you know, I st- I still owe like right. I yeah. still have, like a a bond here, like I can't. So I can't imagine. I mean, you know, ultimately, who knows what happened to her when she kept crying at the next plantation she was at, and et cetera, et cetera. But I can't, you know. Um, it's t- it's just I think tough. I re- I remember even the year of that. I I really think. Um, I think Fossbender would have been my pick for best supporting actor. Yeah. That's what I wrote down. Um, But it was very similar to me that I think there's this, like, there is this way that the, the Academy will embrace evilness, but when it's very fictional, when it's like a Daniel Plainview or it's an Anton Chigger or, you know, like stuff like that. But they're not going to do it when it's Ray Fiennes and Schindler's List and they'll nominate it. But it's like, but that's like actually like, like Nazis existed and like these like sadistic slave owners existed. And we're not going to like give that a trophy, even if it's the best performance of the year. terrifying in this. Yeah. And it's it's also not that he's just like a mean guy. It's like he's a complete psychopath. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a there's an element of unhingedness that, oh, that yeah. and crazy that you don't know what he's gonna do next. Although, also Sarah fucking Paulson She's when she picks up that thing and just throws it that crystal goblet and just throws it at Lapid and Youngo. It's like uh-huh. Jesus Christ. She's really good in this too. Cause the, the whole dynamic between her and Fassbender is just yeah. bonker. Yeah. Not a place. She's, uh, you she's live. channeling that Paulson sister energy. In, yeah. In this yeah. Film. They is. need couples. Counseling. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's just a tough, it's just a tough watch and the camera lingers. I do like that. It, it lingers on, Chidwell Ejiofor, who's so good too, and it's so so uh, good, yeah. and 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 quiet a lot of the time. Like most of his, the best stuff I think is like him not even speaking. Is it just the cameras mm-hmm. on him while he's kind of like that scene where they just let him hang? Yeah, and that did they just let the whole thing play out forever? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then him just at the end when he just apologizes to his family. Oh my god! Oh, that's a rough scene. Yeah, I've been. Th- what does what he do say? Like I've been about- through an ordeal or whatever. I've been through a time. Yeah. What do we think about Brad Pitt when he shows up? 
I have a lot of opinions about that beard. I'll tell you that, that neck beard. <laughs> it I, is, it like, definitely is an interesting thing to be like, this is my production company and I'm casting myself as by far the only like non-conflicted white person. I mean, although you're still like working with people that do slave labor. So like that can be questionable, but he's the only like abolitionist that we see in the movie. Yeah. Really? It's my only slight criticism is that I feel like him putting himself in his own movie. Yeah. The Brad Pitt of it all takes me out of it for just a second. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. It's like, it's, it's always hard to get past, like, it's Brad Pitt yeah. or it's yeah. Tom yeah. Cruise. Like, yeah. so I, I think he's good in it. I think he's fine. I just, yeah. there is a moment where you're so into this story and it's just so brutal. And then Brad Pitt shows up yeah. like, oh, it's Brad Pitt. Especially because, like, the rest of the cast, with maybe the exception of Garrett Dillahunt, who's been in, like, a billion things and, you know, whatever on TV for a million years. Like the rest of the cast is pretty at this time in 2013 was pretty unknown. I mean, Lupita Nyong'o is his first, her first role or whatever. They're pretty Mm -hmm. unknown. And then to put an actor like Brad Pitt, it does kind of take away. I think you're right. Yeah. Cause you have like Giamatti at the beginning, but I mean, I guess you could also say like, it is weird seeing like Taron Killen being like one oh, of the guys. Yeah, one of the guys. <laughs> Saturday yeah. Night Live star Taryn Killen. Yeah. Was he on he was on Saturday Night Live at this time, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. 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 But they're all such character actors even that yeah. like they kind of it's I don't know. I, yeah, Pitts is definitely a different thing cuz he's a movie star. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, again, I think he's fine in it. It's just sort of takes you out for just half a second. Yeah, yeah I think and so. And I think this also does and the, the beard flip took me out. The beard yeah. fully took me no, out. No, you didn't like the beard. I was like. on the ground for the beard. Anyway, yeah. sorry, continue. Um, <laughs> this was like the flip of what I thought with the postscript with Dallas Buyers Club where when you find out that he wrote 12 Years a Slave and then no one knows what happened to him. Yeah. Like, they don't, they don't know how he died. They don't know where he was And he lost, like, he lost his, both of his his uh, yeah. court cases against the people that kidnapped him. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we talk about some other films from the year, we're going to rank these nine films um, because we have nine of them. I think we'll each do, we'll go one by one. So we'll do like everyone's number nine, everyone's number eight, etc. But Jonah, we will start with you. You're number nine. Uh, by number nine is Nebraska. Megan. Um, my number nine My number nine is Nebraska. Uh, my number nine is American Hustle. So my number eight, you almost convinced me, Craig, to switch these, but my number eight is American Hustle. Jonah, my number eight is American Hustle. He almost convinced me too, because there, I think there are elements of Nebraska. I just that I that I like, but I I just ultimately I didn't like the way that it made me feel inside. Yeah. Talk to me in another year. I'll watch the two, but those are, yeah. those two are definitely the bottoms for me. Uh, my number eight is Dallas Buyers Club. My number seven is Dallas Buyers Club. My number seven is Dallas Buyers Club. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> uh, my number seven is Philomena. My number six is Philomena. <clears throat> My number six is Captain Phillips. We've diverged. We've diverged. 
I'm kind of, for me, I've kind of got like a, sort of the bottom three and middle three. And yeah, a top, a me too. Top three. Me too, me too. My number six is gravity. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, my number five is Captain Phillips. My number five is Philomena. Uh, my number five is Captain Phillips. So my number four is her. My number four is Wolf of Wall Street. Um, and my number four is Wolf of Wall Street. My number three, uh, wait, my number, what am I on now? Three. 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 (laughs) (laughs) My number three is Wolf of Wall Street. My number three is her. And my number three is 12 Years a Slave. My number two is Gravity. My number two is 12 Years a Slave. And my number two is her. Mm. Mm. Wow. So that makes my number one, 12 Years a Slave. And my number one is Gravity. And my number one is Nebraska, you motherfuckers. Wow. Wow. That's so fun. I don't think that that almost never happens. No. That almost never happens. Nebraska is a real lightning rod here. Because yeah. everything else was like yeah, pretty much in the same. I think I had Philomena a little bit higher. Nebraska for me, Nebraska her right there, and then Twelve Years a Slave. I think like at this point, like I've seen it like four or five times, and like it's just too hard to watch. Yeah, for me, for me it's I have to. I'm giving a little bit of credence to like I think it's just like important. I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I I kind of can't get past it. I feel like if it hadn't won, it'd, it'd be like. I don't know. It's like, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's just. Well, I remember. It's not what I want to watch again and again and again, but I just yeah. think in terms of like. Well, going into going into the Oscars, it was Gravity, 12 Years a Slave, American Hustle. Those were like the three movies that had like any chance, which like American Hustle being in that conversation is like absolutely crazy it's to me. It's crazy. Like, crazy. Not I in the same being league. terrified because like they got like four acting nominations. Mm-hmm. Like. I was like, what's happening right now? Why is that so are, funny are, too? Because like, it, like Wolf of Wall Street has the same pedigree, the same, like, you know, all-star cast, yeah. but it's so much more enjoyable and a better story. Yeah. It's such a strange yeah. thing. They're, they're both pieces like they're both, they both seem similar in a lot of ways. And I'm like, yeah. why wouldn't you prefer like Wolf of Wall Street is so much more, it's such a better movie. I think American Hustle had come out like, maybe like five weeks, like had come out like in like late October, or early November. And I think Wolf of Wall Street like was like a Christmas movie yeah, or something like that. So I think it had built momentum and I don't know. One, one thing I, I texted this to Megan when I was watching these, but all nine of these movies really are like really heavily auteur driven films. And that, that, that auteur really doing their thing at like an 11. Yeah. Yeah. You can really, like if you gave, if, if somebody, what you gave, gave these movies to somebody who was familiar with film, but not for some reason was like in a coma yeah. in 2013. I bet they'd be able to pick out like, which is the David O. Russell? Which, definitely. Which is the Scorsese, you know, right. which is the Alexander Payne. Yeah. Mike Jones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, 
So there's one other movie we're definitely going to talk about because I know it's one of Megan's favorites of the year. Um, Jonah, were there any other films from 2013 you wanted to give a shout out to? Um, the only other one I watched is the one I know we're going to talk about. Uh, okay. I, I kind of actually feel like I was looking at other movies from the year and I kind of feel like they more or less got the right nine. Like I, there were a couple others that I, I could see slotting in. There weren't any of that, like the ones I wrote down were saving Mr. Banks, which I don't think is a great movie, but it just makes me smile. Uh-huh. And blue Jasmine, obviously for the Cape Blanchett of it all. This I I'd forgotten until I looked. This was the year of August Osage County, which oh my god, what a bust! (laughs) What a but remember that movie was gonna well that I remember living in New York and like people losing their fucking minds over that play, and then what a bust that movie turned out to be. Yeah, even with great character actress Margot Martindale. Oh yeah, she's great. The only other movie that I kind of forgot was this year, and it's I'm sure would never get nominated, but it's totally charming. Is about time. You guys know that one. Oh, Jonah. Oh, Jonah. (laughs) Jonah. Jonah. We know about time. We know about time. We know. Um, We know about time. We actually, I I rewatched about time for this. I told Megan before you logged on, I finished it this morning. And Megan said, how are you so together having just watched about time? (laughs) Um, And I told her that I... My father-in-law was in town. He left at noon um, and he watched like the last 45 minutes with me. So I think I had to like pull it together. And I watched the first half of it at work because I was like, I can watch the first half of this movie uh, in a crowd of people by myself, but I can't watch the second half because they'll never be able to look at me the same way again because there'll just be snot and tears like all over my face. I get that it's not a Christmas movie in the same way, but for Richard Curtis fans out there... About time is way better than love. Actually, about time is about time is about the most perfect movie. (laughs) It's so cute. It's Bill Bill Nye in this and Stanley Tucci and Easy A. That's the finals for best movie dad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, So that movie is so good. Also. Donald Gleason, you miss out on Margot Robbie and you end up with Rachel McAdams. Right. Win, 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 blah, win, blah. win, win. It really worked out for that guy. I have such a crush on that guy. I really, I find him very attractive, um, and I love him in this movie. He's such a sweet. It's so this movie's so beautiful. It's so sweet, yeah. and I think it's like it is cute, but it's also like I don't know. I think it's it has more to say too, just about like love when and family. When was the last time and, you watched it? Couple years ago, because I feel like now revisiting it post oh I giving birth the the whole like oh I've made a change and now I have a different child (laughs) I I can't watch it now I've forgotten about that and now you said that and it's like nope that's taken off the table for me that would be so miserable God I'm such a fucking pussy now it's terrible (laughs) sucks Um, I just quickly want to shout out three other films that I rewatched Fruitvale Station not a fun watch that one I forgot it starts with the actual video footage of Oscar Grant's (gasps) death Um, very tough to watch Melanie Diaz by the way should have been a bigger star she should get more work she's very good in that movie Um, I told Megan I rewatched Before Midnight which uh, now that was hard to watch 10 years ago now having been married um, in a long-term relationship. Those fights, yeesh, <laughs> is rough. Not great. <laughs> not great. I've told Craig, too, I that's the one of the trilogy that I have not seen. Or I've seen the uh, bits and pieces of it, but I haven't watched it all yeah. the way through because I like to just imagine them in that apartment yeah. in Paris, just hanging yeah. out, 
missing yeah, that stay, point? Yeah, stay away from Greece, Meg. You and, uh, you and Maddie, <laughs> just stay out of Greece. Um, <laughs> no worries I there. I rewatched Short Term 12, which I hadn't seen since 2013, and that's a really good movie, and that casting director... Really had their finger on the pulse. Fucking Brie so Larson. So Brie Larson, Rami Malek, John Gallagher Jr. You know who the fourth counselor in that movie is? Who? Stephanie Beatrice. Wow. Who I remember was in the movie. Wow. And then Lakeith Stanfield and Caitlin Dever are, like, the two, like, main, like, kids that are at, like, the facility. Um, wow. Really, really good movie. Really good count. It's a little, like, a little obvious with some of the stuff, but I don't know. It works. Um, but let's talk about Inside Lewin Davis. Um, Inside Lewin Davis, famously, on this podcast, we've talked, I think we've talked, we did, have we done a Coen Brothers thing? We haven't yet, but that's my... That's my favorite Coen Brothers movie. And I've seen it like a bunch, but I rewatched it in like with all the rest of the 10 nominees. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's fucking incredible. The movie absolutely fucking rules. And um, Fare Thee Well is now featured in as part of Harry's bedtime routine because that song slaps. And it's funny, I'm not even like a folk music song, but like folk music fan, but all of that, uh, all of that, music rules. I just, <sighs> that's the big, that's the biggest problem with the movie is if you watch it, you will then have the soundtrack stuck, stuck in, in your, your head, head for the next yeah. six months. Forever. Yeah. You're doing like, please, Mr. Kennedy. Uh Oh, <laughs> I don't want to go, but don't I don't even mind that Justin Timberlake is in this movie. Uh, yeah. it is a movie about failure and mm-hmm. as such, it really speaks to me. And uh, I just think that scene, it's all great. All the scene, John Goodman, like every every moment of this movie works for me. But the scene where he goes to see F. Murray Abraham to try to get whatever. And he plays him the song and he says, yeah, I don't see a lot of money here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is devastating. It's, yeah. And he just says, okay. I think Megan and I also really connect with it because one time we were getting the shit beat out of us in an alley while the blank check guys, <laughs> while blank check was recording, and we could hear him in the in the background. So, <laughs> oh, that was a tough day for us. That was a yeah. tough day for us for us podcasters. Yeah, um, yeah, I love this movie. Jonah, I you watched never it? Seen it? But I made a point of watching it because I knew how much you loved it, and I knew you guys were going to talk about it. So I, I liked it. It's not. It's not my favorite Coen Brothers movie. Um, I did. I think Oscar Isaac. This was like his kind of breakout, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Was this before? Uh, what is it? History of Violence. Yeah. Yeah. We watched. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, great. yeah. He's so good. We watched. My mom was watching Robin Hood the other day, the Russell Crowe Robin Hood, and he's Prince John in it. But that was like 2011. It's like two years. Yeah, before. and he's in, and he's in Drive. Yeah. He's small bits and stuff. He was in Sucker yeah. Punch, like whatever. But yeah. this is like hit. This was like this oh. is did, had this weird thing where they kind of swooped in and picked up like Shakespeare in the Park people and made them the leads of movies because Michael Stuhlberg, before a serious man, hadn't really done much either. And he like did Hamlet in the Park, and then Oscar Isaac was Romeo in the Park, and like they just kind of kept being like, okay, you're obviously a really good actor. We're going to write a movie for you. Yeah, I feel like it's weird that Oscar Isaac hasn't gotten more awards consideration. He's always sort of just. Yeah. Almost gets there. Yeah. Yeah. He should, he'll win one day because he's, he's, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's my favorite movie of the year. Sorry. Apologies to gravity and everything that came afterwards. Uh, but inside Lewin Davis is my 
my favorite movie of uh, 2013. Listen, I'm going with my heart. It's about time. It's about time. That's a great movie. I love. I love Inside Llewyn Davis. I love, like, there's a lot of, this, like, was fun to rewatch because there were a lot of movies this year that I was like, that's a four and a half star movie. Which, yeah. great. Which, great. Inside Llewyn Davis. give very few five stars. Inside so, like, Llewyn Davis, five stars. That's four and a half stars. Five stars. That's good. I gave, I gave about time five stars, though, right on my letterbox, right after I finished watching it. You today. nerd. You nerd. Nice. That movie. Jonah, top um, movie for you? Yeah. Still, still 12 years of <laughs> life? I mean, not, uh, I mean, in terms of like, that's the movie that I would remember this year by, but not one I want to like, you know, get all cozy with a box of popcorn and watch again. <laughs> and again. But yeah. I, you know, I, in terms of like watchability, maybe about time, actually, I, I watched that movie maybe sometime in the last two years and I hadn't seen yeah. it in a while. And it's, it is, it just gives you all the feels for yeah, sure. It it's does. like yeah. heartwarming cry. Um, Normally we would ask talk about movies from this year, but we're on strike, so we're not going to do that. Um, but Jonah, is there anything you'd like to plug before we go? Watch the reality show we just cast from these movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, who would you who would you do from Twelve Years a Slave and Wolf of Wall Street? I think those. Oh, are the let's see. Wolf of Wall Street, probably Jonah Hill. Yep. Yeah. There's uh, our first man. Yeah. Well, no, we uh, is he. Yeah, well, first, yeah, first, um, first male identifying, I believe. Oh, no, 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 we cast the pirate guy. Oh, the pirate guy, the hot pirate guy. Oh, the, the hot, hot pirate. pirate. Sorry, the hot, hot pirate. pirate. Yeah. Uh, and then from 12 Years a Slave, probably Sarah Paulson, because, I mean, if the bitch yeah. is going to sh- throw a glass at someone's head, yeah. she's going to stir it. Yeah, 100%. Got to put her on. Yeah. These are yeah. That, this is a great cast, Jonah. Nice Let's job. watch that show. Let's yeah. make that show happen. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, make sure to check out Meg's commercial where she plays a mother to a teen. Um, <laughs> now airing nationally. It's pretty dark, guys. Pretty dark up in here. Um, thank you so much for listening. We will be back not too long. We'll jump back into the 1940s unless Megan's dead by then. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate you all, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>